welcome to Awakened with Victoria Bond. I'm your host, Victoria, and I am absolutely honored to bring you this podcast where we will be getting raw, real, turning our consciousness, removing the old energies that do not align, and turning up our capacities as human beings and spiritual beings. I will be bringing you mediumship. I will be bringing you channels. I will be bringing you points of view that will shift your perspective and realign your body, your mind, and your soul. Enjoy this ride. This comes from my heart to yours. And know that while you're listening to this, indeed, you are helping to create this. Enjoy the ride, and I'll see you inside. Hello, everybody, and welcome today. I'm really excited about this episode because we're going to be talking about ego. This is coming about around the time of a masterclass that I've created called Spiritually Rich, and it is currently Halloween. We are on Halloween today, and it's a very, very potent time. So whatever our points of view on Halloween are, whatever the history of it, wherever we are in our own season, our own flows, our wherever the moon is at, we are going through our own experiences of what is. And we are also feeling the external energies coming in and really kind of bringing through different triggers, but also amplifying different feelings that we have, bringing up shadows, but also at the same time, the opposite of that is the light of the external is nurturing different components of us. As human beings, we require each other we require each other in this healing process, in this awakening process. We have come together as a collective and it is our survival as a race that has created the grand and glorious structures that we have. And it is also the opposite of that, where we have created the turmoil and the chaos and the separation. So the conversation about ego is not one that can be easily explained and it's definitely not one that we can pigeonhole and say is absolute truth. There is no way I can talk to the exact meaning of ego, but I can certainly invite you to tap into the energy of what it feels like to be in your ego, what it feels like to be underactive or overactive in the ego. And this is coming from my own expression and my perspective. So please take what you will and know that every time I speak in this way, every time I come through in my podcasts and YouTubes and my lives and my coaching, there's also a codex that comes through. So light language and healing is always coming through the vibration of my words and also through the vibration of my hands. So my hands are always going for it. They're always tingling. They're always moving and actually working on your body as we speak. So let's be aware that we can receive beyond the words and really take the concepts and hear what we require to hear 
and you can even feel free to drop the rest. So coming into the ego essence, we don't want to be coming into a there is a right or a wrong way. We don't want to be coming into a space of judgment of that person is wrong, I am right, or I am wrong and they are right because these are all essences of the ego. We have had this interesting perspective put on the human race that we must go through an ego death. And when people are functioning from ego, it's a wrongness. And I just simply don't resonate with that interesting perspective. I think to eliminate the ego would mean we would be eliminating this experience here on planet earth. The ego is an important part of our survival. The comparing that we have, the judgment that we have, the considerations, the morals, which could also be seen as judgment, all of these are a part of the survival that we have here and that have kept us alive as a human race since we really kind of seeded down here on earth. So yes, there is overactive ego and yes, there is underactive ego. Most of us function from this kind of underactive. And what I mean by that is the expression of underactive. It doesn't mean that the ego is working less. It just means that it is coming through in an essence of not good enough, of not worthy enough, of not enoughness, really. And we see this more than we see the other way, which is the overactive, which is the overexpressive. So rather than active, maybe we want to say overexpressive or underexpressive. That seems actually like it fits more with the expressions. And this whole entire talk is about ego essence, of course. So when we are coming from a lower essence, a lower expression of the ego, what actually happens is we're in hiding mode, right? We're in this, don't look at me. I'm not good enough. When will I be good enough? I shoulda, I coulda. Uh, all of the, you know, the shoulds and the coulds and the one days and I can't and I wish I could, but I'm never going to actually show up and shine because I'm just not good enough yet. Now, when we function from this, we are actually putting ourselves in a hierarchy system because we are comparing to the other people that have the things that we want, but we don't think we can. Or we know the steps to take because someone might be giving them to us on a platter and instead we go, oh, I should, or I wish I could, or when I have the money. So we're actually coming from excuses and we're coming from this lower expression of the ego. And it's nearly a hiding. It's nearly an attachment to the old because we desperately want to hold on to what we have already created in the fear that if we let go of what we have created, there'll be nothing to fill in the space. Because as much as humans want space and peace, we do a damn good job at filling up every tiny part, every ounce of space that is created. And when we do have space, we seem to make it wrong if we don't know how to manage the space and to hold it because 
Let's face it, most of us haven't been taught how to create space. From the time we are three, we're going to kindy and we've got play dates and we're getting into ballet. And by the time we're five, we're going to school full time. It's like a full time job school. And then we've got to be with our family. Then we're going to do homework, you know, and then there's the dinner, then there's extra curriculum activities and socializing and stuff like that. And so we haven't really been taught how to have space as humans. We have not really been given a lot of free time and a lot of entrepreneurs turn around and say, but look, do your 24-hour timetable and see how much space you have. But we need more space to create more space because space creates more consciousness. So it's just something to be mindful of if you're a person who is poor on time, poor on money, and is always going, I wish I could, you know, or... I should have done that, but I wasn't able to because I couldn't afford it. And this is my problem. It's the time. It's the, you know, and this is all expressions of the lower ego, the lower expression of one day, you know, of I'm not enoughness. Uh, I don't have enough value or it's sitting in that. I want it, but I can't get it. The other flip side of that is, if there's something that you're saying you want, but you can't get it, you've got to ask the question, do I really actually want it? (laughs) Because sometimes we're using this as an excuse. Oh yes, if I had the money, I would do that. Oh, if I had the time, I would do that. Oh, and at the end of the day, sometimes people just don't want it. And this is the actual truth. If you don't have something that you think you want, somewhere you don't actually want it, right? So I was just speaking consciously of somebody is consciously saying, oh yes, I'd love to do that, but I don't have the time. I don't have the money. And and so they're going, I don't really want to do that. Like that's consciously being aware that you don't really want it and you're using, having excuses or you've got resistance and you're too scared to do it, but you want to do it. But when the subconscious is actually running the show, which is like most of the time anyway, we can be choosing things unconsciously That is keeping us stuck where we're at because we are too afraid to take that leap. So this is that lower expression of the ego. I don't want to destroy what I've already created because I worked so goddamn hard my whole entire life to create it. And if I throw it out the window, I'm going to have the space. And if I have the space, I'm going to have time to think and then I'm going to be stuck with myself. And even though I say I don't have time, I don't have space. I'm shit scared of it because what am I going to find? Better the devil you know than the devil that you don't, right? That is where that saying kind of comes from. So I know this sounds kind of a bit weird and wonky and strange and maybe it makes sense to you, maybe it doesn't. But like I said at the beginning, feel the energy of what I'm saying here. Where are we not actually living our life by our very own design, a life that is full of abundance and joy and is spiritually rich on all of the levels because we don't have the time, we don't have the money. And, you know, this is actually the expression of the ego that says, I am not worthy or I don't have enough value. I'm not ready yet because I have to reach these certain points. I've got to learn more. I've got to create more time. I've got to create more money. I've got to create more knowledge and more wisdom before I go after what I want. And we see this bypassing in the spiritual communities of, 
I will wait for the guides to bring me the money and to show me the way. I will wait for spirit to lead me. And I call BS. I'm like, no, 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 you are spirit. You are your guide. Sure, you've got spirits and guides around you. It's one of the things I teach in Magnificent Mediumship is you've got spirits and you've got guides around you. You've also got this amazing intuition. And that intuition is loud, even when it's quiet, <laughs> even if it, you're splenic like myself and it's a quiet intuition, it's still loud. It still pulls me in that direction. And I'm still in my ego. I am still shit scared of taking those next levels and trying to divert my own awareness, my consciousness of what I'm actually aware of now. I'm trying to divert it and distract from what this next level is from me. Why? Because my ego is playing along all the time, always challenging me. And every single human being loves a challenge. That is why we chose to come on this planet. But we get to choose our challenges, right? So for instance, I desire my challenges to work through and work with the ego to come into a mindset of, okay, I know my direction. I know my path. I know that there's these challenges. How can I work with the challenges to get to the target and the goal that I want? So to give you an example, when we're coming from the lower expression of the ego, I'm not good enough. I don't know enough knowledge. I don't have enough wisdom. I don't have enough time. I don't have enough um, money. Those there are all objections that we can actually work through. So I can work with my brain to say, okay, so I'm desiring a team. I, I require a team so I can have more space. I'm requiring a certain amount of money so then I can create this. I'm desiring a certain amount of empowerment so I can go ahead and step forward into my mission. I am requiring more space and time and da-da-da-da so I can do this. So how can I create those things? Who can support me in these areas? How can I make the money? How can I create the space? How can I have these team members float on into my world that can help me with my mission here on earth? Now that there is being a problem solver by asking the question and then actually allowing the universe to come and say, okay, guess what? I'm going to show you how to do that because you are willing to work through this expression of not enoughness. The not enoughness where those voices in your head are saying you haven't been a medium for long enough or you've just started waking up. Who do you think you are to be a spiritual leader? Or, you know, that person is better than me or that person is not as good as me. These are all parts of the ego. And when we can pick up those mistaken beliefs, my very first program was called Release Your Blocks and it was all about mistaken beliefs and limitations and I still stand by everything I taught in that program, even though I teach completely different stuff now and I didn't even understand what consciousness was then really and there's so many layers to it as there is with the ego, but we are where we're at, you know, and to get where we desire to go, we have to step into that vortex like we're already there. And this is where we have to be willing to do the ego checks and really step into 
what are the conversations I'm having with myself about how to get to those 10K months or how to get the sole clients or how I feel about my body or my family or my relationships, like whatever you're working on at the moment, what are the voices in my head telling me? If you're coming from shoulds or want to, but you don't have enough time or money and there's all a million excuses of why you've not done the thing yet, you are in a lower expression of the ego because you believe that you are powerless. Otherwise, you are making excuses to keep yourself small because you're shit scared of letting go of what you've already created. Now, in The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks, Gay Hendricks speaks about upper limiting. Brilliant book, highly recommend it. So we talk about, okay, so you've realized this is the thing you want to do. And then you've got these objections, right? And you're like, well, actually, this is legit my situation that, of course, we have all created ourselves because we're the creators of our own reality. But this is legit the situation. And usually we just stop trying instead of striving for those desires that we're truly desiring. Right? This is why only 5% of the coaching industry actually become five-figure coaches because they keep striving and working through and working with the ego, working with the mistaken beliefs, working with the limitations, and never, ever, ever giving up. They just find another way. And what actually happens is the upper limiting is when we start seeing results, right? So say you haven't completely shrunk <laughs> and just gone, I give up I, and, and you let those objections drown you, right? Say you haven't done that. Say you've actually gone, holy shit, I actually started losing a little bit of weight and I started getting energy. Oh my gosh, actually my relationship started getting better, like really started thriving. Oh my gosh, I started hitting the 10K months. You know, I had my first 10K month or I did my first program or I started, you know, having more ease with my whole life or whatever it is. And then all of a sudden your ego comes in and goes, who do you think you are? You can't be happy in every single area of your life. And it's this little voice. It's this little demon. It's this little devil, right? And we're all mini gods. So we have literally like angel and devil on our shoulders at all times to create this like balance, right? Which way are we leaning? So you have this little voice going, who do you think you are? You're not special. Or why do you think that you're special? Or it's the same thing, like, or the opposite of that is you are so special and look, nothing's happening for you. It's not fair. So that's the the opposite of that. It's like, who do you think you are? You think you're this little person. You're way better than this. And you're like, oh, the world sucks. I'm entitled, right? So we'll go into that in a moment to what the over expression is, the over essence, if you are overly coming from a big ego, if you will. Okay. So there's that part as well. It's kind of this this overactive ego, overexpressed ego. And you know, this is a thing that we were taught about. We were taught about the overexpressed ego. Watch out, his ego's big. We've even been conditioned to think that people who have got a lot of confidence are actually coming from egotistic. They are egotistic. Even confident people can be egotistic. Now, a lot of the times, yeah, that can be true. It can definitely be true. People are always in their ego somewhere. It's literally like a balancing act, right? There's no one who has no ego. Like There might be a couple of people in the world, but majority of us play with the different 
expressions of ego, okay, whether it's lower or whether it's higher. And it's just very, very interesting because sometimes when we're looking at people, if we're judging them and we're thinking, oh, yeah, they're quite egotistic, look at them, you know, they've got a big ego, that's that's actually conditioning on our part from the human race, the collective, and sometimes they're just confident. Sometimes they just know their worth and sometimes they get what they want. And our little ego, our underexpressive ego is actually like, I'm jealous. I'm motherfucking jealous of you because you got the car I wanted. You got the relationship I want. You got the job that I want. Who do you think you are? Because I can't have that. And I'm jealous and I'm not as good as you, or I'm as good as you. And why don't I have it? I'm jealous. I'm envious. That is of the ego, right? So very, very interesting. We are here to let our beautiful ego direct us to where we're at and where we're going. Every day having an ego check is super important. If you find yourself like smashing up against, smacking heads with someone, right? Then there's ego totally attached there. Yes, we hold our standards. Yes, we hold our boundaries, our standards, our boundaries. And if somebody comes in and they they kind of push on them and like you're like, whoa, back off, man. Like, or if you're physically or mentally being hurt by another because they don't know their boundaries and they don't know their standards and they're embarking on yours, it's totally your right to go, hey, back off. You can't do this. But then when fighting comes up and there's you're like at hammerheads or <laughs> whatever that's called, you're smacking your heads together. That is when ego comes in. When people are fighting, that is when ego is coming in. When someone's saying, I'm right and you're wrong, and you can't agree to disagree, and you can't respect each other's, your own interesting points of view, that is when ego is rearing its head. So what do we do when that happens? Because it's going to happen, right? Everyone is completely different and has completely different points of views and belief systems. And of course, everybody as well has got their own conditioning, which is so different because we've all been brought up differently. We've got all of these different expressions, these mistaken beliefs, these limitations. And when we come to bring that into other people and we're coming from conditioning and conditioning, ego and ego, whether it's lower or higher, it doesn't even matter. They start creating resistance. And within that resistance, we start becoming more unconscious in the conversation. Therefore, the ego starts to win, right? So what we do in those situations is we drop our ego, we drop our barriers, we drop them down. I've experienced this with my husband because we're so different. We're like <laughs> polar opposites, right? We The only thing we really have in common is we bring up our family, exactly how we want to bring up our family. Uh, we're very, very open to possibilities and opportunities and beliefs. We're very, very open with beliefs. We don't really hold on to anything too tightly. But we are opposites. So when we are having a right fight, <laughs> I'm right, you're wrong, then it's going to be a fight. And this used to happen. I'd be like, how do you not believe in this? Because I'm right about what I believe in. This is before I knew about being more consciously aware and knowing that there was no right or wrong. I was brought up to believe that there was a right and there was a wrong. In fact, I really kind of had that badge of honor 
I have right and wrong and I know what it is and there's heaven and there's hell and there's this and there's that and this is what we're going to do. My beautiful laid back husband's like, yeah, yeah, whatever. But the minute he was like, oh, I don't really believe in God or I don't really believe in that in heaven or hell or purgatory. Oh, you what? But how can't you? And I would start pushing, poking, right? 22 years, there's been a lot of poking, a lot of conversations, a lot of ego. And what would actually happen is Luke, my husband, would actually just be like, yeah, man, whatever. And he would just drop his barriers and go, it doesn't matter. None of this matters. Like, just believe what you want to believe. And then I had nothing to poke because he dropped his barriers and he expanded. I had nothing to fight against. But if somebody else came along and had that conversation with me, you could guarantee it was like smack, 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 debate, 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 debate. Or I'd be like, whatever, you're just wrong. (laughs) Whatever, I'm right, you're wrong. Ego. And this is how we've been running our entire world is by ego, right? Not unity consciousness or oneness. And this is not a wrongness. This is an education to know that if we can do ego checks ourselves and realize that everything is working for us in the perfect way, and all we have to do is ego check in and check in with our intuition and follow the road of least resistance <laughs> rather than against the resistance to the kind of hammerhead fighting, right? We don't need to fight for our right to be heard because, again, that's ego. We don't need to try to express ourselves in our belief systems to those who don't want to hear it because again it's ego so we need to be able to slay on our our own lanes but also in the collectives that we're choosing to be affiliated with okay so I'm hoping this is making sense to you take little parts of it that resonate and just let the vibrations just sink into your body we're going to talk a little bit now about this kind of overexpression of the the over essence the over expression of the ego and like i say this isn't as common as the lower the under expression because we like to stamp out people <laughs> we like to stamp out people so you got to remember that everybody has ego everybody does so what I notice is it's not necessarily the people driving in the car that are making the money, that have got the relationships that are in their ego. Usually a lot of those people, yes, they have ego, but they're in a lot of alignment with their own slang in their own lane and playing with their own kind of collectives that know that the vibration of money is a vibration and they're worthy and they know their worthiness, they know their value on a lot of different levels. Um, it's really the broke mentality that instead of going, and I touched on this before, instead of going, oh, okay, like one day I can because I'm not good enough yet, that is definitely a lower essence. But also the people that are in that broke mentality, some can be overly enhanced in this ego, in this overactive expression of the ego. And this, the clues here to see if you're in that or if you know others that are in that. Um, So you can watch out for that. The clues are if somebody thinks they're better than another and they have this entitlement, right? And it's like, I am better. I'm a better channeler. I'm a better business coach. I'm a better mother. I'm a better lover. I'm a 
bitter body. I'm a bitter, 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 bitter than other people. And the comparing comes in here as well. The comparing of where you are in that hierarchy system. So essentially ego is always connected to this hierarchy system and comparing to where you are in that system. And a lot of people are trying to work their way up. Unfortunately, some people get stuck and never move because they want to attach to that that lower expression of I'm not good enough and my value and my worthiness, and they never reach those targets. Even if they got given all the money and time and space in the world, they still wouldn't believe they could, right? Um, so you've got to do a lot of mentality stuff there, mental work. But this over-expression I find fascinating because it's the people that are creating the separation thinking that they are better than the other in whatever area they're in. Yes, some of us are better than at different things. Like I certainly am not a accountant or techie. Uh, I have people going, if you need help with your tech, let me know. And I'm like, thank you, but I, I hire somebody to do that for me because it's not my jam, right? So yes, we've got strengths. But when we are putting ourselves into this system of comparing as a human, as a being, as a spirit, as a soul, and thinking we are better than or more potent than or more powerful than or we've got more deep insight to because we are magical, we're special somehow compared to everybody else, that is this over-expression of the ego. So this is the ego and you're either going to like go and like kind of gaslight people and make yourself, make them wrong, make yourself right. You can even think that you're a victim of narcissists. You could possibly be the narcissist. You may notice that there's this pattern in your life where the same shitty relationships keep happening or the same stuff happens and it's always the other person's fault without you actually realizing that you are the common denominator in that pattern. And so this is the overexpression of that ego when it's not in alignment, when we are creating separation between us and others and somehow thinking we're better than or we are more entitled to. I have experienced a few people in my reality that have thought they're too good for the class or they they think that they are so powerful that they are meant to be like ruling the world. And although I'm an empowerment coach and I'm like, if you want to be on stage, go be on stage. Let's go, let's go, let's go. The one thing I'm always coaching on people is with people is to come into a healthy expression of the ego. So the movement of over and under is just gradual. So we can always do an ego check and go, okay, look, I'm going into judgment right now, or I'm thinking I'm better than this person, or I'm really going into comparing in whatever way. And this is how I feel. And there's usually a trigger. Okay, there's always a trigger, actually. If it's the lower or the high, there's always a trigger. But what we must understand is we all have ego and we all fluctuate with that. Some get stuck in the higher or the lower, but most people are always kind of navigating on a daily basis how you feel. Now, one of the things my husband and I did once we started reading the Eckhart Tolle books, A New Earth was the first one we read. 
And we noticed that we learned all about the ego. So there's a lot about the ego in Eckhart Tolle. He doesn't explain it like I have. I'm very basic when it comes to explaining, and it's always coming from my perspective as a 3-5 projector. But, of course, he goes a lot deeper into it. He's absolutely brilliant. And so we're reading this book, and every time we went to, like, come together to, like, have this kind of little bit of a debate or we, you did this or you did this, and we, we're kind of getting a little bit tenchy with each other, we would both go, ego check. We would literally drop our barriers, expand our energy, and then there was we would laugh because we like we were just in our ego. We were just about to fight because I think I'm right, you think you're right, but what if nobody was right? What if you're allowed to just think that and I'm allowed to think this? What about that? And honestly, we very rarely fight now. I think in this last year, the other day I was like yelling because I was having my own little meltdown over some technology thing. And I was like, I can't do this. And and he was just like, I don't understand how you can't because it's his jam. And it wasn't even a fight. It was more like a miscommunication, right? So we just don't really have this kind of these buckerheads or <laughs> whatever you call it. We don't have our that resistance. We just communicate and check, is there a lower expression of the ego of I can't do it, I'm not good enough, or is there a higher one like I'm too good, get in your basket, I'm, you know, I'm the one that should be doing this or whatever. We just navigate that. And we need to do this with our clients and with our friends and with our families because we all have ego. So how does that feel for you under like an underactive, under expression, under, you know, like that essence of the ego or the higher, just notice if you are one or the other, there's no wrongness. Okay. So even when I've noticed if people are in their ego, I don't go into judging them. Oh, they're in their ego. I just go, Hey, why don't we do a little bit of an ego check? Because when you're saying you're not good enough for something, or you don't know enough, or you don't feel worthy enough or, or whatever, or you're not giving enough value, we have to understand that this may be a mistaken belief. And those little kind of whispers that you have in your ears telling you that you've got to do more to be worthy to whatever, is that your ego, right? Because the ego has a trigger, it has, it has a charge to it where if your intuition is going, that is great, now you need to actually go and learn more, then there will be like a congruent energy. It'll feel aligned to go do that. It won't be like a uh, like a charge, a trigger. With the over expression of the ego, it's very much like, okay, I'm actually, I've put myself on a pedestal. I'm actually thinking that I'm the person that needs to be doing this. I'm the person that can channel, can go deeper than anybody else, that everybody should come to. I know more than other people in my field. Now, there can be an awareness, like you may be the top of your fields, right? But the power thing that comes in to play, the power play is not of humbleness. And I've been speaking a lot about humbleness and power. So if you don't have humbleness when you are in your power, 
then you start going into your ego. And if you have humbleness alone without the power, then you're going into your ego. So these are the different expressions of ego. The lower expression, you know, you may be humbleness alone. You may need to infuse the power in to create more harmony, to come to the baseline of the ego. And of course, if you're in the higher that higher like expression, um, the over, not the higher, sorry, that like the overactive, the over essence, the over expression when you're kind of the big head thing, you might say, that's how we've perceived it as a big head. Like, oh, you don't make your head too big <laughs> type of thing, or don't get too big for your boots. So when that happens as well, it's really important for you to be like, okay, maybe I could bring some humility into this. Maybe I could bring some humbleness in. And I notice for myself when I'm coming into the power play, like, okay, here we go. Here we go. I'm going to do the thing. And like really pumping myself up, which is not a bad thing. It's a great thing because you're getting downloads. You're here to make a big difference in the world. Da, 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 da. I always make sure I bring the humbleness in. I go to yoga. I do the meditation. I do so much feminine grounding to balance that action because the power and action, they go together. And the humility, um, I don't even know if that's the right word, but you know, the humbleness um, really goes deeply into the feminine as well. And of course, when we bring the feminine and the masculine together, they create wholeness. And of course, this beautiful harmony within the ego. And then we just have to do this little kind of ego check. So one of my main jobs as a coach is to invite people to do ego checks. I must do ego checks on myself daily as well, because our mind does take over. And more than often than not, it's the I can't do this because I'm not good enough or because these objections are in my way and they seem more than my power. They seem more powerful than me. So therefore I feel stuck. That is what most people play in and they get stuck in like a spider web. And my job is to help people get out of the spider web to start freeing themselves up and to embody their power along with the healthy humbleness so they can actually be in an expression that is of their own so they can slay in their own lane and go forward and really succeed in their soul's mission. I would love to know if this makes sense for you. I know I talk in riddles quite often, but as these channels come through, I get told what we're going to speak about. And then, of course, they start making more sense and clearing as we speak. A lot of what I say today um, is the vibrations and is a bit of a energetic activation for you. And also the awareness that is coming into the subconscious to let you know how you work. So you're shifting stuff in the mind as well as activating with your human body, your soul, and your spirit. I would love to go deeper with you. If you are being called to work with me one-to-one or in magnificent mediumship, be sure to reach out so we can pop you on the waiting list and see what is available. One of the dates that I, the timings for MM that is coming is in February, I believe, for the next intake. It's going to be amazing. And just to let you know that Magnificent Mediumship is not just about talking to dead people. We do a lot of clearing. We do a lot of ego work. We do a lot of 
working through the mistaken beliefs, being able to energy shift them, being able to channel through our own genius, our own superpowers, and to ultimately become more conscious so we can be in a beautiful sovereignty within ourselves, but also be a real deep contribution with the earth, all while being able to monetize our absolute genius and shine our truest, most pure light. If you're being called for that, let me know. I would also appreciate any podcast episode or any YouTube video that aligns with you, that feels so good, that you feel like somebody else may resonate with as well, I recommend that you share the channel with them um, so they have an opportunity to listen and to activate as well. So much gratitude. Thank you for being here. I feel you all and I will talk to you soon. Listening to today's episode. I trust that you got those golden nuggets that you required to shift your consciousness, to expand your awareness and to turn up your capacity. I invite you to share this podcast with anyone that you feel would benefit from it and also share the golden nuggets that you have learned with your friends, family, and of course, clients. You can contact me if there's anything that you want to specifically share with me or if there's anything you want me to specifically share on the podcast. You can check out the show notes and find me on my socials and myself or my team will get back to you. My heart to yours. Have a beautiful day and I'll see you soon.